friends. Uh, welcome back to the Desert Tone Podcast. I'm Dylan, and I'm here joined with my pals. Joey. Uh, this is Jared. And uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we're good to be back here. It's been a busy month. Felt like longer than a month since our last episode, but glad to be back in it. Uh, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? You go first. Uh, mine was good. It was pretty quick. Just visited some family. Um, it was like a two-day thing. So that's nice. Over and over and done. Yeah, I've uh, finally perfected the smoked turkey. So this is really the highlight of it for me. Um, it comes down to the brine, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but that was that was great. It was a nice. It was. It was nice. It, it was it was really quiet, uh, which is which is great. Um, uh, actually, maybe one of the better Thanksgivings I've had, just because the I got to cheat uh, on the diet so hard, um, and then consequently paid the price for the following days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it 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 was nice. It was nice. Hmm. Um, maybe I'll. Get to. I didn't go see any family, obviously, but maybe for uh, Christmas, uh, I can do that. But if I can't have the turkey there, I don't see a reason to go. So, um, there you go. Actually, just one more thing about that. So historically, <laughs> I just want to put a little bit of. You know, historically, I have really hated turkey for Thanksgiving. Uh, for well, actually, for any holiday, I've never felt like it was particularly spectacular. I never really understood the the allure. I've always liked like ham or a brisket, but now that I've discovered this new method, I've completely changed my tune on it. So, for all of you turkey doubters out there, I'm here to tell you there is a way forward. <laughs> um. How was yours, Dylan? Yeah, it was pretty good. I went went home to Carlsbad as well, and good to see the family and hang out. Carlsbad is very nice in small doses, <laughs> <laughs> but good to see the see some friends, see some family. But uh, we kicked off November together. We had a fun outing. We went up to Albuquerque and saw Tesseract. What'd you guys think of the show? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, I don't know what I thought of it. Because I was wearing the wrong, I was wear I was wearing the earplugs I I use at the shooting range because I lost my my concert earplugs, and so um, later when I heard video recordings of of what I was bearing witness to, it was a completely different experience. But from what I I could hear, it was it was really stellar. Um, you know, I think we talked about before that they were a band that that you and I. Uh, that um, uh, Dylan and I have always wanted to see, and Joey has seen them a few times. Um, so it was really a bucket list item for us. Um, I was kind of sad that it it wasn't there wasn't as many people there maybe as we'd kind of hoped or as they had hoped. But they put on the full show and it was really insane, super cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, that was pretty. That was the first time I'd seen intervals or alluvial obviously too and they were both still really good yeah 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 yeah. seeing alluvial was really cool seeing less play is that's like it's it's really special to see somebody that is you know everybody that we saw are masters of the instrument in their own way but 
getting to see him play and the way that he plays, I think is just so cool. And it's just so him. He just has his own, own voice there. So, you know, like it, and it's so present that I think it's really special. Um, and man, he can make some good faces when he's <laughs> when he's doing that stuff. It's it's awesome, and he looks haggard as hell up there with his long gray hair now and stuff. But it's super cool. Yeah, that was definitely a, one of my favorite concerts in the last several years. So that was really cool. We got to do that together, and uh, we also got to make a good stop. Uh, finally, the three of us together at our friends up in Cedar Crest, the village guitarist. Yeah, hang with that was that was really cool. Ted and Eric were nice enough to open up for us on their uh, day off, and we got to hang and play some guitars and talk gear. It was a really good time. Yeah, unbe- yeah, that was um, insanely kind of them to uh, take us in for a few hours and and let us kind of play around in there and and, and talk and just kind of look over everything. Um, yeah, that was my first time, and the shop was super cool and. Uh, both of them are obviously super nice and, and kind too. So very thankful. I just wish I had gotten to spend more time with the dog. <laughs> I was walked, a nice dog. Yeah. I, I walked away from there thinking and hoping maybe me and that dog could really do something together. Have, have an adventure. <laughs> but, uh, also had, a. Uh, the uh, infamous Black Friday uh, this month, which is uh, the Super Bowl for my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I know Joey got some gear, uh, got a, a, at least one thing uh, recently. I don't know if Jared got any new music gear. No, I, I didn't buy anything um, music related yet. I need to buy Fables from uh, the Vader Instruments. Yeah, Xbox. The, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Scratch what I said. I I meant that. No, uh, I need to buy Fables, which is a uh, virtual instrument from Native Instruments. Um, for a lot of my music, I use I don't use a ton of their stuff. I use uh, Lores, which is a really cool like atmospheric kind of sound generator that allows you to stack um, three different three different instruments. Fables is like the the second iteration of that it 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 has a little more uh, like completely uh completely different set of sounds and the intention of it is different but the the way that it works and and kind of um it's its theme is being the successor to lores and normally it's 200 bucks and around this time they put it on sale for 100 bucks so i i'm i'm probably going to pick that up because that's that's something that I, I use so much of, um, but, uh, didn't get a lot of, uh, of, um, a music, a related gear for black Friday, um, this year, but the, but you know, the PRS SE sale, I think we talked about before is, is just so spectacular that it's, you know, it's really hard to, to pass that up. Um, It's so like competitive, uh, compared to what like Fender's doing or um, anybody else. It's like hard to kind of not look at that directly. Um, but yeah, cool. So Joe, tell us what you got. 
Um, well, I wasn't I wasn't looking for another guitar other than the Paul's guitar that we talked about in the last episode, uh, which is in the works as soon as um, Sweetwater has some more. Like I'll, I'm on track to get one of those, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, but I was just on Reverb. I don't even know why I was on Reverb, or like why I was looking at uh, Holcomb PRS SEs on Reverb. Uh, but there was a guy who was selling one for a, a lower price than I've ever seen for them. And it, uh, it was a, it's one of the seven string models. That's the satin. Well, I guess they're all satin, but um, it's the walnut topped one, it's mm. like a 2020 model um, that some guy had that was crazy cheap. And it was one of the, one of those times where I was looking at it one evening and then asked for some additional photos because they weren't super great. And then got some more the next day from the guy. And then realized that in that time, since I messaged him the night before and then woke up the next day, hey, there's like three offers on it. And I just decided that I normally will like think about that for like quite some time before I decide sure. to pull the trigger on it. And sometimes that means I lose out on the deal and it gets sold or whatever. This time I just decided like that's already the absolute cheapest I've ever seen. Uh and it was like a late birthday gift to myself. I went ahead and, and pulled the trigger on it. So now I have uh, a Holcomb 7, uh, which is behind me right now. But um, it's really cool. Yeah, I like it so far. I've only had it for a few days now. And I've yeah. Yeah. Uh, only just started messing with um, the setup on it. But Looks awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't looking for another 7 at all. I was totally happy with the one I have. Um, but I figured I could try it. And if anything, if I didn't like it, uh, I could always um offload it pretty easy so yeah yeah um so far so so good it's really cool um it was very spur of the moment not like me at all to do that so. yeah. yeah 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 but i was really happy to hear that that had happened yeah you know just because it was a good price and, yeah and it panned out so well yeah and then you got a new one too right? yeah so uh, i got another uh, silver sky se this time in stone blue nice. um it was a used model. Uh, Dave's uh, Dave's guitar shop uh, was uh, was it on their actual page or yeah, it was on. Well, they listed them through Reverb. You can and you went through them. them. Just okay. went through them direct, and they had a pretty killer deal, basically fifty percent off. And uh, wow, yeah. So it was you know the sale and then another hundred off because it was used. But uh, so that was a pretty a pretty solid deal. I mean, definitely. Uh, don't really need a third one, but I just thought that deal was too good. To, yeah, to pass that's up that's on. exactly what it was for me. I was like, yeah. ah, what am I gonna get it for this price again? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so does it have the same neck profile as the as the green one that you have now? Well, I haven't had had the chance to do an AB yet. The green one's on long term loan to my girlfriend, but uh, I think it's a little bit bigger, but it's not as. It's big. not like the one that we played. Yeah, because I played the maple a maple neck one, and that was like crazy. It was like a baseball bat. But this yeah. one, I think, is a little bit bigger, but it's it's still pretty comfortable. And mm. The setup on it is pretty solid out the gate, nice. and uh, yeah, I really like that color. Yeah, that's the yeah, blue one. Yeah, yeah, like that, one of my favorites. That's my favorite one too. Yeah, um, the evergreen is really cool too. Um, I I liked them both, so I got them both. <laughs> no. But yeah. um, yeah, they've that guitar that style of guitar has just worked really well for me and um so yeah it definitely doesn't hurt to have another one around and you know i may 
you know, uh, trade it in towards something else down the road. But yeah, I thought it was just a really killer deal. Yeah. Just got roped Why into it. Why not take advantage of it? Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, th- I think for me too, is like, I no well, none of us, despite the number of sevens that we have as like a group, none of us have uh, a 26 and a half inch scale length one. Right. Like we had, yeah. Dylan's got a 27 inch XL prestige, like a really nice one. But I don't think any of us have owned a 26 and a half seven. So that was like another thing is like I've owned uh, a 27 inch scale seven string before another XL. And for whatever reason, it could have just been the time. Uh, I just was like hard on the hands um, yeah, yeah. after a certain amount of time. And this one is like you can definitely notice it. But uh, so far, it hasn't been that bad. So I'm just it was more of a. Again, like you said, like take advantage of the deal and see how I actually like it. And liking it includes trying out this new scale length that I'm not especially used to. So, yeah. Yeah. In that I, way, it's different enough from my normal seven, too. Yeah. I definitely think that's probably the sweet spot for, for sevens because I, I love my my XL. And I think, like, you know, for low end riffing and stuff, like it's really hard to beat. But, you know, it, it is a little bit of a compromise, like trying to play lead parts and stuff that sure. I usually reach for a different guitar for some of those layers and stuff. But I think it's definitely a good, good sweet spot. I know the, the Aaron Marshall Schechter is also a 26 and a half. Mm. And, and so, you know, I think that that's a pretty good spot. So I'm looking forward to hearing your full review on it and getting the jam. Yeah, on we'll it myself. see. You're in. You're in a bit. Yeah, so um uh I guess something that I'm just wondering is you feel like uh, you bought the other Silver Sky because it was really the price or you want to be able to have just a, another backup really B- because that's been been like your bread and butter since you got the the American one. Mm-hmm. And so, and as far as I know, you use it at almost every single gig. Yeah. More if it's al- not the Acoustasonic, at least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just like out the gate, like I feel like it's almost like a better playing experience than like in my American Fender. Sure. You know, which is just my preference. You know, it's just I like that way of things and it's just worked really well for me. So I'm like, I certainly can get some use out of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, and probably an experiment with modding one of them or doing different pickups or something yeah. like that down the road but you know out the box like if you're like really sitting there and a being between the american and the import one you can tell you know but yeah. just on its own i think it's really killer yeah. well, for I, like 400 bucks that's crazy. yeah and i think maybe i'm wrong but i think maybe had the stone blue been one of the first ones available do you think you would have gotten that over the emerald green anyways yeah, I think I I like Probably would have, yeah. that was, yeah. I, I think that's kind of what I was maybe getting from you is that yeah yeah that one came out I was like oh man this one's like this yeah, one's yeah. like really no the looking. green one was uh I guess a return oh uh, yeah so that was like I think maybe the only reason I got it was able to get it at that time because they were only had only been out for a couple of months yeah yeah and it was American Musical Supply the first time I bought anything from them nice they had a an open box. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see like why you would have two. I, I'm like, I, I was just like wondering, yeah, I'm like if you were planning on maybe changing one or something like that. But especially if if the other one is on loan, well, now you can mm-hmm. you, you, you can have one again, which is cool. Yeah. Which I mean, the the American one that's still like my go to my number one, you know, it's yeah. when you're just 
really get to sp spend time with it, you can definitely feel just the quality of it. And there's just, I see in a lot of reviews on YouTube, just talking about it. It's like the a being the American and the import one, like, you know, they both sound good, but just like the pickups just on the American one, just have more, it's just more range kind of. Yeah. And it's yeah. like the, the SE, it sounds good, but it's kind of in here and this one, you can just kind of, yeah, just more dynamic range and just more just yeah, variety, colors yeah. you can get out of it, you know, but, uh, did either of you take too hard a look at the dead spec one? We talked about it a little bit, but um, no, I think there's there's a lot of cool things on it. Uh, I think we kind of all agreed, like the coolest, or well, one of the coolest things at least is like the finish on it. It's oh, like, yeah. It looks super yeah. sick. That it's you can see the grain. <laughs> yeah, it's like a I don't know what they call that anymore, but yeah, but the, I know the color is what you said. Uh, what is it called? Sand. Mock sand. Yeah. Mock sand. Yeah. yeah Mock sand. Um, yeah, it looks super sick. There's like some interesting. Uh, appointments on it, like yep. the, you know the the brass. The, the yeah, the way that the bridge is is mounted with some additional screws, but there's no actual trim cavity. But there's still a block, and then there's like the I'm spacing on what it's called, the thing above the nut that you normally it's see on like a Floyd string retainer. Yeah, string, string retainer. Yeah, tree type thing. Yeah, I like. I like the the we call it an input jack. It's an output jack. Yeah, we, that that's just directly on top instead of like the traditional strat input. So I feel like it kind of if you're using an angled cable, it kind of sits weird. And so I kind of yeah. like that straight on one, and then you can tuck it, you know, behind the strap, and it's kind of a clean clean look. Yeah, I, that was something a detail that I liked about it. They sold out like right away. Yeah, and. You it, can, Grab one on a reverb if you're really hurting. <laughs> yeah. Are the, um, Shout out to scalpers. Yeah. Uh, through PRS, they sold out, I think, within like four or five hours because I, I checked pretty, not that, I mean, I wasn't going to drop like 3,500 on a, you know, but um, uh, I was like actually surprised that it happened that quickly for, for that item. Um, I thought it would at least be a day, but. No. no, they were gone, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, in a lot of ways, feels like uh, uh, that uh, PRS can like do no wrong at the moment. That they're really, really kind of killing it. Yeah. Um, we we before we started recording, we were talking about looking at our, our Spotify Wrapped and our Apple Top and all that stuff, and they had. Thinking of that, uh, PRS had just posted a thing and it was like their top five selling models of the year and top five colors. And like, I thought that was a fun little thing. The yeah. top one is the, the NF53, the, their telly. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me let me actually pull that up. I, um, that was that was super cool um, that they did that. Uh, okay, yeah. Top selling, uh, the top selling models were, number one was the NF53. 53 number two was the miles kennedy three was the silver sky four was a a uh, custom 24 five was the modern eagle five and then the top selling colors were uh number one was uh that one was mock sand two was black dog hair which is that like almost like transparent with the grain showing 
um, on the NF-53. It's black, black with the white stripes. Yeah, yeah, black with white stripes, yeah. Um, faded whale blue. Uh, it's oddly specific. Um, <laughs> yellow tiger and cobalt smoke burst. I love yellow tiger. Yeah, that's a sick one. So That's wild. The Silver Sky outsells the Custom 24. Oh, man, I believe it. People... People love that guitar. Yeah. People hate that. <laughs> well, it is pretty controversial. Um Yeah, I thought that was that was such a cool cool thing to to do. Mm-hmm. You know, is talk about that. Yeah. Um but uh so sh- uh, well, we're 20 minutes in and we haven't even touched the main topic of the show. Should we dive in? All right, let's do it. Sure. So exactly what is an overdrive? <laughs> what what no. is an overdrive? Uh, yeah, if the title didn't give it away, uh, we're gonna. It's a pretty broad one, but we're talking about overdrive pedals, distortions, boosts, buzzes, stuff like that. And it's we'll see how much we can get done in just one episode. Because for me, it's super broad. It's yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. So much I could go on all day about overdrives, but uh, yeah, love them. Can't get enough of them. Could own twenty of them. End of end of show. That's yeah. it. Uh, no, they're they're super cool. It's like my most used uh, yeah. effect. When you um, think of guitar pedals, that's what you think of. Yeah, that's the starting point. Yeah. Yep. If you're gonna have one pedal, it's gonna be one kind of boost overdrive game. Yeah. So I feel like okay, maybe let's let's talk about the categories first, and then and then we can go maybe slightly. Uh, deeper. Um, I'm not sure. Some people might have some confusion, uh, you know, between the variations of these. So, uh, within the world of drive and fuzz, you've got overdrive, you've got a distortion pedal, you've got a fuzz pedal, uh, and you've got a, just a standard boost, and then you've got a treble booster, and then there's there are like subcategories of each of these that kind of, you know, uh, uh, refine those broad categories. And that's not really an exhaustive list, but those are kind of uh, the hits. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the boosts and treble boosts are kind of a, they're almost like their own category because they don't necessarily give drive on their own, but yeah, yeah. you kind of use them for that effect or they can be for, for most people. So for the folks at home, um, maybe we could just explain what is the main uh, difference between overdrive and uh, distortion. I think a lot of people know, you know, what fuzz is, but the but for some people, the, those two can be confusing. Um, maybe I'm asking for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're fairly close. It's just like the amount of gain, really. I mean, I guess traditionally, uh, overdrives have less gain than a distortion would, or are less dynamic. Um, you don't see that to be like hard and true anymore, yeah, uh, or so much anymore, at least. But yeah, an overdrive is was typically seen to be like more touch sensitive. It was like to sound like uh, an amp that was breaking up. Um, and to get that on like a clean sound or, uh, whereas like a distortion was kind of the same idea, but 
like to get an amp that was like on the rails, basically like getting super cranked and uh, getting that sort of amount of distortion or drive out of it. But they're, they're very similar. Um, you could argue or, or say, I wouldn't be like unheard of to say that a distortion is less dynamic, but um, they, they do clip a little differently, I guess, it, depending on how it's done. It really depends, but uh, you would consider a distortion pedal to have more hard clipping. So it, it gives more of a, like a square wave type situation um, as far as how it affects the signal. So um, you get more um, distortion that way, but they're they're fairly similar and there's there's like more and more now you see people that are are makers that are doing stuff where it's like you can have a huge array of what it can give some yeah. of the, my i'm one of one of my pedals which we'll probably talk about the hotcake is like an overdrive but if you have the gain nearly all the way up it's like a borderline fuzz if not like basically a fuzz and so there's a there's an array to it but I would say those are like some of the main differences you get. You would maybe expect more, I don't know, pick attack and things like that to from like an overdrive. Again, you usually usually get hear people explain them as having like more touch sensitivity, but um, they're fairly close. Hmm. Um, so uh, I know one overdrive pedal that you've had for I don't know how long have you had your 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 super overdrive oh i've had that since like 2007 or 8 it was like my very first pedal yeah uh i've had that forever yeah yeah that's a classic that's that's that um that's really cool yeah that's that's one of my favorites i don't use it as much but as far as like a, a ts type drive yeah um that's one of my favorites, even though it is still fairly different, different clipping. Um, it affects the signal slightly differently. It's still like just a, a few parts away from being like a TS nine. Sure. Um, but yeah, I've had that one forever. I love tube screamers. Yeah. So, you know, kind of in that category, you know, broadly speaking, it's not like a hardened, hardened pass rule, but you know, common overdrives are, Obviously, Tube Screamers, Boss, OD1, the Centaur. There's the there's there's like millions of them at this point. Yeah. Um, Lest we not forget the infamous uh, Metal Zone. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a distortion <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, I guess not Overdrive, but yeah. Well, it holds a place in all of our hearts in every category. Yeah, I remember us as uh, teenagers, and that was kind of one of the first pedals that was on our radar. How, yeah. How how mistaken or correct we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, um, and so I guess really the thing that I'm curious about though is, uh, you know, we don't, probably don't have to go into a ton of detail about this because it's so, it can be so complicated, but whenever you're thinking about variations in, in an overdrive pedal, you know, the, theoretically they're all doing something similar, but you know, what, what is really major variations that you see other than like applying EQ control level of boost, um, and the actual overdrive, you know, that, uh, potentiometer 
you, you can be rolled back to to null or or all the way up. I mean, but like, what really sets one apart from the other in your mind? Both of your minds, I guess. I mean, I I would say all those things. I mean, I it's hard to say besides those things because all those things are super crucial to them being very different. Like, yeah, um, the part of the tube screamer thing is the fact that it it like trims it like smooths off some of the top end, trims the bass, and you get like this whole like super mid forward thing. Um, and that's not something you necessarily try to expect whenever you go to use like a a full tone OCD or something like that. It's like it, for those reasons, like the way it shapes the sound with, you know, what it's filtering is, is some of the main differences on it. And then like, again, the, the way it clips and the way that, uh, the distortion set up or the, the drive is set up in it, um, whether it's chips or different types of clipping, etc. Um, that's, that's what affects it for me. I mean, I like so many of them because of all the different range. There's some like people, uh, that just love a certain tube screamer. Yeah. Like, you know, this, mm-hmm. the, the eight Oh eight sounds different than the nine sounds different than the seven than the 10. And, uh, they all do a similar thing. And you like, even, even within the realm of what tube screamers do, they're still pretty different. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like all of them. I think for me, I, it depends on, on what the, I guess not the purpose is, but like the context. Yeah. Yeah. It is the context. Um, like I don't, I don't use like my hot cake in the same way that I do with my super overdrive. Sure. Um, the hot cake is just like a very transparent, uh, drive up until you get like a decent amount of, uh, gain going on it and then it becomes like a fuzz but it, it just sounds like very natural like great really uh great boost still like leans up some of the low end but not as much as a tube screamer at all so um i don't know i mean all those all those things are why i like so many different ones because you can just do so much um with having a tone knob versus having individual eq controls um and then I don't know. I guess like all the different versions they have of different types of units too. Like I, I could probably find several good tube screamers that I would like, but um, I don't know. What's it like for you? Yeah. um, You know, my learning gear and learning pedals and stuff, like I was coming at it from, you know, a certain angle as, as a, as a young man and being into, into metal and, you know, there's kind of, uh, a certain way that you tend to always set your overdrive pedals, um, you know, and it really tightens up the amp and gives you more attack, um, which is really cool. Uh, but, uh, kind of in recent years as I've like acquired a couple more pedals myself and kind of using them in different genres and different, uh, situations. Um, it, it's, it's cool to, uh, to experiment with, with the knobs. What a wild thing to say. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, cause, when you're using a tube screamer in front of a, a high gain amp, you're, um, you know, the gain is backed all the way off. Right. In the I mean, some do that. Some I, I don't really do that. I have yeah. a little bit on there. But. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, level up more or less all, almost all the way. 
Yeah. And then you kind of level. Then you kind of set the tone to taste. Yeah. Um, and that's you know, uh, when you're on the internet, how do I set up a metal tone? That's what you'll get a lot of. Um, so I've used my pedals like that uh, in a lot of situations. But um, in recent years, I've acquired a, a TS Mini Tube mm-hmm. Screamer. I guess that is that just an 808, probably. That's what it's based uh, on. It's got that look to it, so I would guess. But yeah. I'm not sure. So I've got a TS uh, 808 Mini, and then I've also got a J Rocket Archer pedal, which is a mm-hmm. Klon style. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what. Uh, Scientifically speaking, the the profile is on the Klon, but at least I interpret it as just kind of being warmer and just kind of uh, helping helping with uh, playing solos, um, and you know probably later on get into stacking overdrives, and that you can definitely kind of strategize how much gain and level you want on a pedal hitting the next pedal, yeah. things like that. But uh, those are my two main uh, uh, physical overdrive pedals. Um, and yeah, I enjoy using them, uh, especially like taking solos, um, different shades of mid gain tones, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but it's interesting just hearing the ter- the name Tube Screamer, and, and thinking about that for a minute, and just being like, uh, you know, they were trying to have recreate, like as Joey said, trying to re- recreate the sound of a cranked amp, yeah, yeah. At, at a more manageable volume which went on to be its own style. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's definitely, definitely interesting. Um, and when, again, when I think of pedals, I think of, well, if I'm going to have one, I'm going to have some kind of overdrive to go with the amp. Yeah. 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 I mean, mainly, or especially if, I mean, you can use it for so many things. You can use it in front of a clean amp to get like a, a second channel or like just drive, or like you said, you can use it to boost for solos. Cause it, a lot of them will push the mids depending on how they're set or like you said to tighten up amps are just so many uses for them um and then like getting like mixing them up with with more pedals like creating new sounds too is also really cool yeah so something actually uh that i would be interested to hear both of your uh both of your opinions on is let's think about in the context of having a a high gain amp like something that is that that is is its designated purpose is for for high gain applications whenever you think about putting some type of of overdrive in front of it or maybe more appropriately using that drive in when is the the gain from the amp need to be compensated by a pedal in front of it when it, uh, when it needs to be tightened up when you need to to kind of you know shape the input signal what is your thinking on that why why not just use the amp distortion or the amp drive uh it's not honestly for me usually about the amount of distortion that's on it it's usually just about the feel like how tight the amp is on its own and there's a feel to pushing the front end of really any amp, but certainly like even the high gain one where um, I guess most of them, again, because they cut the low end, they give a certain feel to like your palm mutes and uh, 
like the like open string sort of attack too, uh, depending on how like where the resonant frequency is at and like where you set the tone knob and everything. But it's mainly for that feel. Like playing through like your run of the mill like rectifier is like fairly loose. Like not you you can get it to chug, but not like in a way that's like especially satisfying, at least for me. Um, so again, pushing it with the drive and then pulling the drive on the amp back some, again, I don't usually like turn the, the level all the way up. Usually yeah. like getting a mix of whatever the drive from the pedal is at least a little bit in there. Um, but as you, I mean, there's things with like the gain knob on the amp, which is maybe a separate thing too, but where, um, like, especially if you have like a bright cap or something. Uh, mm. on the amp where as you turn the gain up you get less and less of that um so that's the thing to do with it too because you'll you'll see people like like on my 5150 i'll run it at like three three and a half four um if it's being boosted uh, and then to get like a technically similar amount of gain without the boost it would be above five but uh then at that point you get less of the bright cap in the in the sound as you're turning the gain up. So there's things like that that affect it too, but sure. Mainly the feel. Yeah. Make the low end tight, low end. And then, um, I actually, I mean, I do like playing on, on high gain amps that without a boost too, I think it's like a cool, uh, cool sound. Those have too. um, with, I guess it's more of like a lean low end than like a tight low end. Um, which is cool and it's like a little less forgiving. And I, sure. I think that's part of the feel thing is like, there's like a, like a squishiness to pushing the front of the amp with the tube screamer that you get to accentuate all the attacks. You use. like kind of sounds like you're picking harder. Yeah. Um, and then if you pick hard you get even more of that too. So that's just yeah. kind of what I think about whenever I, so yeah, I mean, I think a few things about that, like, uh, I, I, I agree. And I want to say maybe in a previous episode, um, I, we talked a little bit about like, what is a pedal that we can't live without. And I think at that time I might've said delay or a reverb or like some type of combo of those. But over the last few months, I've kind of changed my opinion on that. I feel like, um, there's just certain well it's like joey described there's there's a a feel that can't be achieved uh when playing without what an overdrive or you know some variation of that can can offer and part of that is the variety of, of of tone you can get from it and it's not you know like the fact that it will it can drive the signal or distort it in some way that that in many cases is just one small aspect of what it can actually provide because you can use it especially what like well-made good quality drives there's such a variety of of possibility even rolling the drive or or the gain or whatever else kind of all the way back and just turning the volume up or or EQing in front of the amp, like um, you're just getting something out of it there that that you're not getting uh, if it's not 
present. And um, it's hard for me to articulate, I guess, like what that feel change actually actually is. But it it is just like it's the pick attack. It's the sound of like how resonant it is or like how, how, how it breaks up or, um, the articulation of, of each note, you know, smoothing, smoothing the top end, cutting low end, or, you know, depending on the context, vice versa or something. And that's just, uh, it's, it's almost like a, a must have, I think in most cases now, um, even if, you're not like actively thinking about it. Like you would lose something dramatic without it. And so I know that we all really appreciate it as a category, but like, you know, it, it maybe, uh, like I think it's one of them or it's maybe the most popular or like celebrated or, or, uh, a revised pedal category, maybe, ever because there's so many variations of it um but uh yeah i don't really sorry to kind of go off like that but i was just thinking about it and like just how my thought has changed um and dylan it's different for you now right because you 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 don't really play like metal live now you do like a lot of low gain or mid gain stuff. And so I'm just curious about, you know, the same question that I asked Joey is like, uh, you know, what is it bringing to you that the amp is not? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's giving me a hotter signal. It's, it's giving me more, it's giving me more energy. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, funny way to, to say it, but um, I think my bass, my kind of my clean, my clean tone, quote unquote, is it has, uh, it still has a drive pedal in the chain, kind of a, a Klon style. Yeah. It's just set very minimally, with just a pretty low, uh, pretty low amount of uh, level on it, but just a little bit of it, just kind of wakes the amp up almost and just kind of gives your baseline like a little bit to where it'll it'll cut out when it's playing you know along with tracks or with other instruments or whatever sure um and then yeah my traditional my you know lead sound um has um a tube screamer and it's it's set set pretty hot um and yeah just more gain, more boost, and it just helps, helps, you know, my solos come out better. Yeah, the mid-range push is, like, a big deal on those. Yeah, it just kind of gives you more clarity. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just, it definitely affects the way, the way that I play and the way that the rest, all the signal interacts. Sure. And, um, you know, there's even times where I'll be, like, on the lead channel, but I'll just cut the volume on the guitar back a little bit. And it's kind of like its own thing. Sure. Even in that space. So I like doing that. Um, but yeah, the mid range clarity is definitely helps, helps your single note lines stick out a little bit more that it's can, it can, a similar thing can be done with just straight into the amp. That's definitely significantly easier having a little help along the way. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's plenty of like high gain amps that I've played that are like don't need the tightness that you get from doing or from boosting the front end of them. Mm-hmm. Like one that the one that comes to mind is I've heard that the Omega stuff is kind of like that, like the Granifier, and I don't know, maybe one of them is the Obsidian. That might be a different app. I don't know, but um, I've heard those like don't even need the boost. Um, so I, I, there's like clever ways that people do that. I know that the, like some of the Randall amps they had like a I think it was like a girth and grind controls on them, which was like absolutely. Uh, oh yeah, brother. Which were like filters on it, so it, it it functions like what the cutting of the low and high end on a true skewer would normally do, anyways. So, um, but without the the clipping and stuff, so there's clever ways to do it. But yeah, it's it's a lot about how the low end feels and then how it works with your guitars. I mean, I don't know if you. I mean, I guess you mainly play with the one guitar, but like, there's some I I can say that there's some guitars or tunings or sounds that i like that like sometimes just the ts9 doesn't do enough for so like i will use this other one for that or um like i can't use my hot cake the same way that i do like my super overdrive or Mm -hmm. um any other ones that i have to like boost the signal because they all trim the low end or don't affect them the same way or the resonant frequencies in a uh, different spot or they just there just can be there's so much variation to it so in a, in a way it's like it's so to me it's in a way like um kind of like if you were like changing the pickups out in the guitar it's like it depends on what your preferences are mm-hmm. like if i you dial it into the rig that you have and what your setup is like maybe maybe your sound with your amp and your guitar doesn't call for even in the application that most people would use a tube screamer for it just it doesn't call for that it just doesn't work i mean i know like josh smith and and um the guys in north lane they they for years now have used the the j rocket archer instead of a tube screamer for but for the same purpose like boosting the front end of uh Hmm. their amps and they prefer that sound um I, i i couldn't speak as to why they've said that but i just know that they do so like you can use it for that too um some people like the SD one more than the other because it actually trims up more bass and the clipping is slightly different, but um, it's just like anything else. He's it's, I, I mean, it's nice. I think the nice thing about it for me is that like, I do like, I like a lot of different pickups, mm-hmm. but it's so much easier to change the drive. Yeah. You don't have to go in yeah. and, and like rewire, rewire anything. everything. It's like, I can change it out, yeah. put it right onto the board and then mess with it there. But so we spent quite a bit of time on on overdrive. I'm just wondering now, do we want to move into distortion or into everybody's favorite, the fuzz? Maybe we can touch on the distortion, I think. I think it's... Most of it kind of overlaps with the drive, but um, you just get more gain. So it's like, like what a lot of people would just call a preamp now. Um mm where you will often see more controls. I mean, especially now there's like, if you see a distortion, whereas like 20, 30 years ago, you might have just seen something like a simple setup, like drive and tone. Like now they're more fully featured. And I think 
that's why people refer to them more as preamps now because they just have more things more ways to shape the tone that are like more akin to what the preamp section of an amp would be but um i don't use i guess because the amp is like the distortion for me there but they they are cool like i think i've used some really i mean what would be are classified as drive pedals like i have a boss sd2 which is a dual overdrive, but it's like a, a green and a red channel. The red channel is like kind of like martially sounding like a lot yeah. of upper mids. Um, and there's been times where I've, I've used that with a two screamer boosted in front of it into a clean sound and it gives the same effect sure. as you would mm. if you were boosting the other thing. So um, it depends. I, I, because most of the time, I already have an amp or amp sim or something that's like pretty cooking. I don't really uh, mess with the distortions too much, but um, there's some that have like such a unique sound to them that warrant having it on sound. Like the HM2 is an example of one. It's like that sound is so specific to that unit that yeah. it's really hard to get. I mean, people make clones of them now and other versions that are like that, but like it's just an iconic sound that um is used for effect and people still use that in front of high gain amps too so um there's a bit of uh, variety in there too but i don't use too many of them i mean some i guess some of the classic examples is like the boss ds1 the orange one proco yeah. rat i do like the rat a lot actually but i almost don't even use it as like a distortion or like whenever i mess with them uh you definitely can i like a rat i mean a lot of people like a rat in front of an ac30 but I definitely like that sound a lot. Um, you can use them not so distorted too, but there's that the MXR distortion. Um, we've mentioned the metal zone. Um, there's a bunch. I mean, any of the amp in a box ones you could almost consider to be yeah uh, a distortion pedal. And I guess distortion kind of just you assume means just like more gain, lots of gain, but. I mean, some of those amps in the box ones are like pretty dynamic. That's why I said like it's there's a lot of like in between those two. Um, distortion on its own sounds like more aggressive. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Just the word. Um, but they're definitely cool. I mean, there's there's other cool stuff like the Apex preamps and stuff. Yeah, like that, I was just know? gonna like, say also like the, the EVH one. The EVH fifty one fifty one too. So like those are cool. Like especially if like, um, like maybe you only have a clean amp. And you don't want to buy another amp. Like mm. it's cool to get the effect of a high gain amp, yeah, in front of that, uh, or even just for traveling purposes. Like you're going over to a buddy's place, and you don't want to haul the whole rig, and you but you, they have like two amps. One's like a Fender amp, and one of them's like the fifty one fifty. It's like you can kind of get a similar feel by running the preamp or the distortions type thing into that, and then mm. get something working. So like there's there's other purposes that I think I could use. Uh, one four. I actually was like thinking about the Apex one not too long ago, but um, they're cool. I don't uh, have as many of them now. I used to have uh, a couple in the past. Like there's a Digitech one I used to have, mm. um, but they're definitely cool. What was that purple Digitech pedal you used to have? Oh, that was a grunge. Yeah, that was a that was a grunge pedal. That was yeah. That thing was awful. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh overdrive distortions do you have now uh, uh so i've got um i've got 
well, the FM3, um, which has got a, a bunch of them in there, but for guitar, I've got my Wampler uh, Humnus Deluxe. That's my main overdrive pedal uh, that that I use uh, with the uh, Harlow in front as a boost. Um, uh, and then for bass, I've got two that I alternate between. Um, it's the fir- the first one that I use more than anything else is a way huge uh, pedal. It's called the Pork and Pickle, which, despite the offensive name, is uh, it's a really super cool uh, bass drive pedal. Um, it actually has two modes. It's got overdrive and fuzz, and then it's got a, a clean uh, blend option on it too so you can really kind of dial in um you know that that sound of of having a clean signal as well as a distorted or um a a signal with fuzz on it uh i'm i'm really in love with that thing i use it, it even if i don't have any dirt on the signal um i will use it just for the tonal qualities and then um, probably one of my oldest pedals that I still own, other than the the M9, is uh, my Dark Glass B7K Ultra um, that I got quite a long time ago. It, it, I think it's the first version of it that they that they ever made. Um, and that I mean that technically is a preamp, right? Like they consider that to be a preamp that has distortion uh, qualities as well as like. T- tonal shaping it also has a bypass option where you don't even use the overdrive uh, circuit at all and then it has quite a bit of 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 like eq control um, as well so uh those are really the three that i use and then of course i've i've built uh a clone um and uh Stumac calls it the Tone King. I can't remember what it's modeled off of. Um, uh, that I have up on the shelf that I'll I'll play with occasionally. Um, but really, just trying to understand how the circuit works a little more, and then you know what affects what. But um, yeah, though that's what I've got going on now. Yeah, so that's that's currently what what I I own. Um, uh, I've been like thinking a little bit about it. Is like you know what? So whenever I'm using the FM3 for a lot of like high gain tones, I I use their emulation of the Horizon Precision Drive a lot, which is you know that's not really the same thing, but um, it's a borderline tube screamer. Yeah, with way more of everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I'm thinking like between overdrive and distortion, like, I don't know what, what else I would want to get and try, Uh, you know what I mean? Like both of you have, have owned so, so many more versions of those pedals than I have that, that I, I like, I want to keep experimenting with it, but I just don't know where to go next. Yeah, I think. I think you should get some sort of tube screamer style thing. I just like what those do in front of the amp. I mean, that's what it, like I mainly use the focus for, or um, 
I just want to get a, an 808, like a Maxon 808. Oh, yeah. Um, eventually. But even those, like, I use in a very similar way that I would in front of a metal amp in front of the AC30 when I'm doing, like, a hard rock thing. It's just, like, again, it gives, like, that same feel that I look for on, like, the palm mutes and, uh, like, the bloom you get from that, too, that, like, or, like, the tightness and the certain kind of bloom you get, like, it does that still, but even though it's like not in the same context, it, it still gives like a similar sort of uh, character to it. So, uh, yeah, I think you should get a tube screamer or like that. And I'm not sure what else between the claw and the tube screamer. I mean, there's a lot that I would like. Yeah. I like the full tone of CD a lot. I want one. Yeah. I still want a rat. Yeah. Um, I've never even played one of those. Yeah. Me neither. They're sick. <laughs> they sound awesome. Give me a rat. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 really good. Uh, like the rat a lot. I mean, there's some really cool ones that I that some of some of our friends have that I, I've never heard of. There's one I want to say it's like 1981 or 82, or I probably got that wrong. But uh, hmm. Matt Hawkins has that was made by it's made by the one of the guys from Reliant K, uh, huh. that band. Yeah, but, uh, it's like a at least the one that he has is like a very simple. It's like a, a two knobs on it, but um. He was telling me something about it, and those are really cool. He, you know, he's had like a Morning Glory before, which is like a I want to say that's like one of their blues Marshall Blues Breakers type uh, type things. That could be yeah, wrong. So. Um, so that's that's another style of overdrive pedal too. Um, yeah, there's there's so many that are cool. I mean, I don't have a Klon style one. I would like to have one. Uh, the Archer I think is like one of the best ones. So hmm. I think it's really cool that Dylan has that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could justify any number of those for like different different <laughs> things. It's like it's Just like again it with chance. pickups. It's like I would love to have like a a drawer full of all these pickups that I like, but it's just not easy to to swap them out. Yeah. Well, there's that one guy on Instagram that has that modular guitar. Oh yeah, that he can throw the Patreon, try different pickups out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, maybe that'll continue to catch on. Um, the Soul Food. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a that's like a. Um, Electroharmonics is like very inexpensive take on a clone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely want a precision drive. I think that the all the stuff that the Horizon Devices has come out with has like been really cool and and a fresh take on stuff and just like having more range built into it than a traditional tube screamer and also having the built in gate. Like that's so the built in gate is probably the one of the biggest selling points. Yeah. yeah. Then the attack. Yeah, the yeah, attack sounds awesome. kinda cool. Especially if you're using like extended range instruments, mm-hmm. just like something that's really built for that. Yeah. 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 I I think I would only buy one of those if I could get a Tokyo Drive. Yeah. Which Joey had, right? Yeah. yeah I've I've had both before. I've had a regular one and a Tokyo Drive. The Tokyo one was definitely sick. Yeah. All right. They're the same, but it looks super cool. Um, yeah. And there's, as we had said, there's so many variations on tube screamers and and overdrives and stuff and. It's a pedal that that was on my radar for some time, and I kind of fallen off of it. Is the JHS Bonsai? Oh yeah, it's like they're from their not range. I don't think they have a lot of them, but mm. those ones ever since like the Muffaletta, where they have like all the different style circuits that are like supposed to be at the turn of the knob, uh, which are cool. Yeah, those are those are definitely neat. Yeah, I feel like I really need to to sit down with a pedal like that and go through it to really see which one jumps out to me the most yeah as as much as i love axe effects world it's like hard 
yeah. to, to, to be inclined to like experiment a whole lot when you're like, well, this sounds pretty good. So like definitely uh, having I was the, not like that. Having the physical. <laughs> I wasted so much time <laughs> with an ax, just like messing with everything. Days turned into weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's dawning on me now that we've been talking for, for over an hour and we've barely scratched the surface of the drive overdrive fuzz boost world. Um, so as Joey foresaw, this would be a much longer topic than we had originally kind of planned for. So I think that, uh, it would, if everybody's willing, we should split this up into two episodes and we'll do a part two, maybe for December that goes into more detail, covers the ground. We didn't cover, uh, today and maybe, by then, one of us will have a new pedal to talk about. <laughs> Maybe. Hint. Uh, you never know with us. <laughs> who, who is likely to do that? Um, and, uh, and, and then I think, you know, it would be interesting to, to kind of, you know, sum up, like, uh, go into some detail about, um, you know, what, what's kind of new on the market. What, what, what are, you know, what has changed over the years, where our tastes going. And then, um, something that I really want to talk more about is the context of these, of overdrive and distortion fuzz in particular in the context of bass in more detail. Um, as I think that while some of the same rules apply, it's not exactly the same. And so it would be interesting to kind of go into a little more detail with that, especially, just given my experience, you know, playing and playing high gain or trying to achieve high gain bass tones and my experience with that and, and, you know, how you compensate and, uh, things of that nature. Um, so I think that there's a lot more to talk about. Do we feel good about a part two? Let's yeah. do it. Well, all right. Well, we've reached a, a consensus here. Uh, well, we want to thank everybody who has stuck with us for 11 months now. What a journey it has been. Uh, our one-year anniversary is coming up. We'll have done 12 episodes um, by December. And, uh, yeah, um, looking forward to many more. Uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. This Thanks, been everyone. It's been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we will look forward to... Uh, joining you again uh sometime next month thank you guys again for uh for listening and hanging with us please feel free to interact with our instagram page or just if you know us just send us a private message if you have an idea or or want to chip in on uh kind of some of the stuff we're talking points uh, we definitely encourage all of that so thank you guys again thank you hasta lumbago god bless <laughs> <laughs>